You're listening to Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders, brought to you by RK Studios and JCI Santa Clarita. I'm Cesar Torres, and I'm joined with VP of Membership, Brandon Roque. Awesome. You are the field representative of Scott Wilk, representing the 21st Senate District. Welcome, Brandon. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here. First time on a podcast, so hopefully I don't mess this up too bad. <laughs> uh, we've been talking for a while, and it's it's been pretty cool just having you here in the studio. Thank you very much uh, for hosting us here at RK Studio. Uh, <laughs> so I'm in an interesting position. I'm rather new uh, for I'm rather new here at the JCs, and uh, I actually have no idea who anyone is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you do. I don't know who you are. I just know you as Brandon. And I did a deep dive of you, your background. And holy moly, you are quite the character. You do a lot in the backgrounds. And um, ordained minister is one of those things that kind of popped out. <laughs> I don't want to get too much into it because I know you do represent Scott Wilk. So um, what is uh, like, what, what for the listeners listening, what would you say is your job? What's your day to day? Uh, so my day to day, I do a lot of different things, but my nine, I can't say nine to five because my job's a little bit of a variable, but I'm a field representative for the state Senate. Um, I do a lot of events, constituent outreach, things like that. It's kind of always been a passion of mine to help people. So this job allows me to do that and just go out into the community, try and help people in need have, if they have state agency issues, if they have something going on or any new businesses, I love going out to grand openings, things like that. And I just get the opportunity to work more with the people, which is really nice. Correct me if I'm wrong, and please do correct me, because I'm most likely wrong. <laughs> Were you actually at, like, some sort of competition this week? Uh, not this week. I'm assuming uh, that Are was, you? like, two, three weeks ago. Um, so if I'm guessing right, uh, yeah, I was at the SoCal ThrowCal. Uh, it's a competitive axe throwing tournament that was down in... Got Thousand Oaks uh, for the World Axe Throwing League. Me and my girlfriend have been competing for about three years um, as competitive axe throwers. A little bit of random, but <laughs> yeah. Get used to that, people. <laughs> Go figure. One day we were up in Lancaster. We were over celebrating the Marine Corps birthday up at Bravery Brewing. And then Bravery. found out there was an axe throwing range in Lancaster. So we went over there, started doing it as a date night. And now me and her um, travel around the U.S., we normally go five or six tournaments a year to compete. Hopefully this year I'll make it to Worlds and we'll see what happens. That'll be pretty sick. Now, yep. has your love for axe throwing kind of decreased as it became more of a competition? Because it, it was fun at first, but is it still fun? So it's a weird thing. It, I have <laughs> to find that I have to find that happy median because I'm a very competitive person. So mm. the added competition actually made me love it that much more. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, there were some recent rule changes that just went through beginning of last week that definitely got me a little heated. I love it. I can admittedly admittedly say I'm not the greatest axe thrower in the world. So I'm oh, humble that. also. No, I'm I'm not. I get destroyed the vast majority oh, of the time i think i placed top half so i'll take that well hopefully but, you get your shoulder massage and that'll work out yeah the shoulder surgery definitely helped uh. <laughs> <laughs> now here's a little i mean we don't even need an icebreaker to be honest but as personally i actually would like to know <laughs> because you said uh you couldn't really share most of these but i was like oh that's that's something i want to poke in there so as a little icebreaker share a time-saving tip is there something you could share to us the listeners that hey want to cut down your time 
maybe in a morning routine, what would it be? See, that's always a weird one. Realistically, I don't have a lot of time in the first place. So I never, <laughs> I kind of just continuously run. I want to say be organized, but I have a really bad habit of, I mean, I'm organized in and of itself, but then when you actually look at my desk, I'm pretty sure most people will assume I'm not. Um, the biggest time-saving tip I think I can say is just plan ahead and know the details. At the end of the day, know when you're supposed to be somewhere, when you're supposed to speak, what time you have to be out of there. If you show up early, being early is always great, but obviously when you have 90 things going on in a day, being able to just in out hammer through that schedule and know the details of what you're doing will save you a lot of time and it'll get a lot less convoluted. There you go. Well, you are the VP of membership this year, part of a JCI board, which is really awesome. I did notice one thing. Um, I was going through the different boards and you see the some familiar faces. You see Corin there, you see Alex, you know, you see South Cindy a couple of times. I didn't see your name on the board. Is this your first time serving on the board or was there, were you in the JCs as more of a background? How long have you been there? Like, how did it transition to where you are now? So my history with JCI is actually a really interesting one. Um, I've only lived in Santa Clarita for about two years. So I moved down here. I actually joined, I think, right before you did. So no way. I've only September been- September for me last year. I forget. Okay. I was of last year or two years ago? Uh, no, actually last year. Oh, okay. So I, you've been here for a, lo- a bit longer than I joined in November of 21. There you go. So I've- 2023 people just- Yeah. That still throws me off. But yeah. Um, so oddly enough, I actually joined JCI um, through a recommendation from uh, my old district director, Vanessa Wilk. She found out I was moving down here and one of the things she- uh, Scott and Vanessa both have a deep love for JCI. They have a deep love for anyone that helps the community. So she always talked up JCI, and I was trying to find some different organizations, so I signed up when I moved down here. Interestingly enough, I pretty much just joined for it to be a filler on my resume. I didn't really plan on getting involved doing anything with it. It was just going to be something, hey, who knows? I get an interview with someone that was a JC. It's a good talking point. There we go, right here. Right? <laughs> um, then I started actually hanging out with some of the JCs, went to some of the events, and I fell in love with the organization and what it does. I fell in love with our ability to find what our community needs and try and fix it rather than having to do what the national organization's standard set of events are. That's something amazing. So I've been a member of JCI for a little over a year now. And with that, I helped out a couple different events um, with Get Real, Santa's Helpers, things like that, and then made friends with Cindy, Brittany, um, and just through talking with them, they were looking for a VP of membership, and I kind of just got hint, hint, nudge, nudged into the position. <laughs> Was and it voluntold is what I hear? It's... <laughs> That's a new term, though. I would like to assume it was payback. Cindy has been a huge help to me on a lot of my other organizations that I'm a part of, so I drug her into some extra board positions on other stuff, so she kind of helped me out. Oh, gotcha, I had to help gotcha. her with this. But admittedly, you know what? I never really, like I said, I didn't really plan on being involved all that much in JCI, but I'm very, very happy that I took this position. I love the community. I love the people that are members. And it's it's been a great time so far. And I would say there's um, big shoes to fill coming yeah. after Brittany yeah. in 2022 as VP of membership, who Jeez. is, I have written down here as um, Brittany Barug. 
top recruiter of the year, Brittany Balrog. I'm pretty sure that's twice in a row. Oh. Um, at least I'm, I know she's won some different awards a couple times for uh, top recruiter for JCI, both state and, and nationally. So it's a one, yeah, two punch. it's a it's definitely some big shoes to feel uh, to fill. It's going to be an interesting thing because me and Brittany are very similar in a lot of ways in our uh, mentalities when it comes to membership. But I do think we have a different mentality on some things. So a lot, obviously, for an organization to survive, you need recruitment. That's a given, no matter given. what. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my focus is actually on retention and involvement. It's something that I noticed um, in my fraternity early on when I was doing recruiting for my fraternity back in college. Just saw the picture of you with the flag. It's pretty nice. I thought I deleted that. Nope, still there. Same Oops. it on my desktop. Oh, God. Um No, but that's the thing. At the end of the day, you see all these organizations and they always have 40, 50, 60, 70 people. But you go to an event forum and you see five or six, same five or six people every time. Mm -hmm. It's great to have a huge chapter, but what's the impact? Are there people coming in? Are there people involved? Having a constant open door of people coming and leaving because they join for a year and then leave doesn't really have an impact. Having people that are just paper members but aren't involved doesn't really have an impact. So the goal I set out to do, obviously recruiting is a big thing, but realistically, if I do my job right, I mean, I'm not worried about being the top recruiter. I can definitely say that this year I'm anticipating Carrie to be Mm -hmm. our top recruiter. She's phenomenal and she's bringing in amazing people. Carrie McCoy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My entire goal is uh, activation and retention. At the end of the day, I want to keep our good members and make sure they're active. I want to make sure to see the people that maybe joined JCI but haven't found that niche to get involved yet. I want to see them coming out to events. I want to talk to them and see what problem do you see in the community and how can we help make it better? What can we do to get you involved to find an organization, a service, an idea, an event, something for you that we can do to help the community? I don't want just a lot of members on a roster. I want active citizens in the community. And do you but do you ask them, the new members that are coming in, do you say, like, what do you want to do? What do you want to get out of it? Or what kind of steps are you actually implementing to get these people to come back? So um, I've been reaching out to a lot of our different members. We've definitely been aiming for a little bit different concept uh, with our socials as well through membership. Uh, a lot of what we're doing now is more family-oriented, trying to get people in the community out. We just did one... Um, at the Cube in Valencia for ice skating, uh, had Arnold and a couple other people bring out some of their family members. We had a pretty good turnout for that one. It's We're trying to get that family-friendly, bring people together kind of thing. In my brain, you, you all saw it out there. Starting to make the connection of the socials, and I was wondering, well, why is Brandon yeah. doing that? Oh, okay, so, so that's how you're doing it. So that's the thing is the mentality. We have multiple aspects with JCI. We have our outreach, our community engagement and activism, we have our membership, and then we have our leadership training. But trying to bring that all together is a really difficult thing, especially when you have different minds heading up each area. So with the social side of things and with membership, trying to bring people together to create that whole pie rather than just a single piece is key for me. So Getting outreach into our members, getting them involved, finding out what they're looking for is something that's ultimately going to help our chapter grow, help the Santa Clarita Valley grow, and hopefully help someone in need. 
Um, that's one of the big things why I bring up socials is a lot of what we're doing with the family-friendly kind of environment and trying to get those socials going like that. I want to get more people out to these socials so we can sit down and talk to them. Cold calling one of our members that hasn't shown up in six, seven months, it's a little awkward. They don't know me. I don't know them. They don't know why I'm reaching out. They're probably thinking I'm just reaching out to collect membership. That's not... I want, I want to make sure if you're paying your dues, if you're paying to become a member of JCI, if you're spending your time with us, you're getting something out of it. I want to make sure that we find and identify what's important to you and find a way to uh, incorporate that into the community and incorporate that into JCI. So that's, that's where my mindset is, at least on the membership side of things. And why not have a little fun while we're at it, right? Exactly. I mean, the cube, that was awesome. We yeah. all had a great time. Someone had a planet, so there's your leadership thing right there. Get to know each other. That was all Arnold. That was, so well, that's the thing. The I, directors that you have. Yep. Under uh, membership, I have social directors, and uh, okay. Arnold and Tosh are going to be my social directors this year. They've been fantastic. Arnold, I'm in constant contact with them. Love the dude. Love the mentality. I wasn't sure. Um, when I was first trying to figure out who to have as a director, I was curious because I have a somewhat unique mentality when it comes to socials. I think, hey, let's go party. Let's have fun. But obviously I wanted to change that. And I was trying to figure out who wanted to actually become a director, who would be willing to step up, take that role. And looking at Arnold, it's it was a no-brainer. He has a very similar mentality to me. Uh, to me. He's focusing a lot on that family-friendly environment, and he's doing a lot in the community engagement side of things. And it's, it's fantastic. And Taj has been huge. She was uh, She had a huge hand in... 40 under 40 last year mm -hmm. that made it a fantastic success. Another award winner event right there, yep. 40 under 40. That's a... Bah, bah, bah. So, I, I wasn't involved in that no, one. No, no, never <laughs> touched. That's all time. And the director. Right? So another thing that's coming up that you're a part of is actually the JCI self-defense training that's yes. coming up. That's not a social. That's actually part of Carrie, who yep. we name drop, Carrie McCoy. She's a VP of training. So how... Okay, once again, about what this guy does and does not do. <laughs> How did you get roped into showing us, the JCs, and anyone who wants to be involved, uh, learn some self-defense moves? So it's actually something that came up uh, probably about a year ago now. We used to do the uh, workouts in the park. Yes. Um, when those started becoming hit or miss just due to availability, I pitched actually having... Um, self-defense trainings or something like that, just as a filler. It was kind of just an offhand joke. And then it got picked up. I know Carrie mentioned uh, she wanted to do something around the topic of self-defense. I've been teaching martial arts for years on and off. I started training when I was like eight. Um, wow. And yeah, between Tang Sudo, Krav Maga, a little bit of Muay Thai and some other stuff, I've been back and forth. So it was interesting when she came up with this because I wanted to set up the training and just teach people how to defend themselves at the end of the day, whether you've been attacked, you've been harassed, or you just want to know how to defend yourself. It's a great thing to have. And teaching Krav Maga is really easy. At the end of the day, it's a very simplistic form of martial arts, just teaching you how to disarm and neutralize an opponent. That's it. You don't have to memorize a lot. It's all about muscle memory and repetition. Mm -hmm. So having the ability to teach that and hopefully give some of these people the ability to learn to fight, to defend themselves. God forbid, you know, you're in a bad situation. You gotta use it. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what you're doing. Mm. It's terrible. So this is, this training was a lot on the idea of Carrie wanting to get people to learn self-defense. I kind of just hopped in as an instructor. And and what an instructor, because you had actually been 
part of the women's self-defense probably? Uh, so on and off, I've taught women's self-defense in various capacities. I actually originally, when I started my career in politics, I got an internship through teaching uh, women's self-defense. There you go. Um, since then, I've taught quite a few classes, uh, secondary black belt in tank sudo, and I just kind of bounce around. It's always kind of been a backup for me. If nothing else in my life works, I'm going to open a self-defense studio because mm -hmm. it's something I know and have had at least some experience with. So, so you are the prime candidate to help us teach us some moves. And that is going to be, I believe, April, what do we got? 23rd. April 23rd. Yes, sir. At Sunday, it's Summit Park. Yes, sir. And yeah. where can someone join or come in, <laughs> come in with the action on that? So I believe there's going to be a sign-up link on our Facebook as well as our website. Um, I know it's... It's a Google ten, form. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, it's a $10 sign-up, and uh, some of the proceeds actually do go to benefiting uh, domestic violence survivors. So right. that's that's the big thing at the end of the day is we want to make sure our membership and the people interested in joining are safe, and we want to also try and give back to the community and make sure we can help support people that have gone through something like this. So... Are there any events that you will probably pitch yourself to party chair or any other new ones? I know you got the self-defense one going, which was a year ago. What's 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 going on in your mind for something new? So Help with the memberships and axe throwing things? I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I'm not 100% sure. Like I've thought about some different socials. The axe throwing is definitely one that's bounced around a lot. It's passion um, right there, right? I, I mean, it's, it's a great hobby. I love it. Um, but ultimately... I have my ideas, but I want to see what our members can come up with. At the end of the day, like I said, um, two of, like one of our newest events coming up with the self-defense training and one of our most recognized events currently came from the mind of one of our members before she was ever in anything with leadership. Carrie came up with um, Get Real and with the self-defense training. That's what I want to see. I want to try and see how we can get our members more active and see what problems they see in the community and how we can fix that, whether it be through an event, a training, a social, where we can come together. I mean, I have some ideas for different things, but I'm curious to see what as a chapter we can accomplish. Mm -hmm. That's my big goal. You're the vessel, the vessel for everyone else to be built up their leadership, which sounds like the VP of membership. I like to think I'm, I'm just the hands. I'm just here to help. That's it. At the end of the day, if I can help someone find the solution to what they need. If I can help someone make their event uh, reality, I'm happy to help. I also try to describe myself as being a vessel for someone else. I am someone who doesn't know anyone, doesn't know what to do, but I have certain skills. And if you want to use those skills to help something up, then use it. Be there. I will help you. That's the thing. And I mean, ultimately, that's what JCI embodies. At the end of the day, it's the mentality that we're a group of young professionals here to promote and support the community. No matter how that is, if we find an issue or something in the community that we can help with, that's what our entire goal is. So embodying that at a chapter level is great. I was thinking that you'd be trying to get members like in front of a grocery store saying like, hey, oh, come join, right? <laughs> it's like, no, that's, that's exactly not what you want to do. That's the thing. I've never, I've never liked that mentality of recruiting. I've never believed in the hard ask. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's the same as talking negatively about someone to uh, something to recruit them to the opposite side. Mm. I've never seen a point. Talk about who you are, what you do, and what you've accomplished. Why there's a need for your organization. I don't want to just go pitch it to random people in front of Walmart. Because 
those aren't, I mean, I'm sure they'd be great members. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. I'm sure they'll do great things. I'm sure they'd have great ideas. But my biggest thing is making sure the members we have get the most out of their membership. And we're attracting members that are seeking us out because they want to make a difference. We can always train new people. Don't get me wrong. We can recruit anyone and train them. But having that drive and that want and that need to help the community, that's something that's it's hard to find. So a lot of mine is just, I'm sure people always bring their friends to events. They bring their friends to meetings. They bring to their friends to anything. It's very rare I'll ever try and just hard recruit them right off the bat. Give them an uh, invitation to another event, and we go from there. If they'd like to join, if they see something that they can either get out of us or give back to us, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Awesome, Brandon. If there's one thing, just as a closer, that you want to share or ask a small goal of the audience to kind of bring positive positivity to their circle or to the community, just a small one every day. What would you, what would you ask them? What would you tell them to do? So two, first off, uh, something that I found very early on in my life that was a little interesting, always smile. Say hi to someone. Give someone a compliment. At the end of the day, no matter how bad your day is, no matter how you feel getting up, someone's always having a worse day. I can promise you that. You know what? You got up this morning. I've been through days where I didn't want to get out of bed. And one day in particular actually changed my outlook. I was talking to some guy at a Starbucks, just randomly sat down, started talking to him. I had nothing else to do. I was waiting for a cup of coffee. And after talking to him for a while, I learned about his life about his current mental state, which it wasn't in a good spot. Hmm. And right before I left, he told me if, I, if someone didn't sit down and talk to him, he was on the verge of doing something that couldn't come back from. At the end of the day, it's you never know what people are going through in life. The person next to you that looks like they got a smile on their face, you don't know what's going on in their lives. If someone's wearing something that you like, if someone is doing something, just be nice, smile, give someone a compliment. That one word, that extra couple seconds out of your day could truly change someone life, someone's life. It could be the difference between them going home and never waking up again. It could be the difference between them going home and deciding an idea they had for a business is stupid or saying, you know what, I feel good today. Let's try and make this business a reality. It's that little bit of positivity that you put out could change someone's life. So what I would say is no matter what, try and at least be nice to one person a day. And second, join JCI. <laughs> there you go with your plug. Very good. There you, you right? go. <laughs> you got to plug it. Well, thank you for joining us, Brandon. It was awesome. Hope you had a great thank time. You. There we go. <laughs> Definitely great to be here. Thank you. It was fun. And thank you for watching. Let's see. Everyone, thank you for joining. This is Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders. I am Caesar. Hey, I got that written right here. And if you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Leave a five-star review. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you got your podcasts. See you next time. Bye.